Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 8th of March 2021 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 313. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. It's 15.34 hours, Monday afternoon, bit all over the place today. Long day, tired, stressed. Strange few days, vaccinated, first vaccine on Friday morning and uh, Friday night was a bit ropey, dealt with it with some uh, Nurofen heart started racing a bit around midnight, some 12 hours after the vaccination, Feeling, I uh, was feeling a bit nauseous, aching and I know that it's normal to get reactions from vaccines but I can't remember having a, a reaction as bad as that, I'm not t- I'm not saying that it was terrible, but I'm saying you were certainly aware that you'd been vaccinated earlier in the day. And I had someone on Twitter, or I read someone in my timeline on Saturday saying that they'd had the vaccine, they had similar symptoms, and that apparently one in 10 people have this reaction. Well, the amount of people I've heard from who've had the first vaccine, who've had the reaction, suggests to me that it's a lot higher than one in 10. Now, of course, none of this is of any consequence when you look at the prize that awaits us, you know, with the vaccine, that's our best chance of getting out of this. So I'm not moaning, I'm just saying I felt the impact. And then someone else told me, I think on Saturday, when they asked how I was, because they'd had their vaccine the day before, and they'd had a really bad reaction, just for about 12 hours, you know, knocked out for about 12 hours, the space daddy, similarly, he'd had problems, but you know, he's 20 stones, I'm not going to really, I'm not going to read too much into that. But she said that she'd uh, she'd been knocked out by the vaccine for half a day. And when I told her that I'd had some Nurofen to enable me to sleep, although I hadn't been able to sleep anyway on Friday night because I was just not feeling great, but it certainly took the edge off the uh, discomfort. She said, you're not meant to have Nurofen with this vaccine. Well, I didn't know. And anyway, I'm allergic to paracetamol, so I certainly can't have paracetamol with anything, though... I thought, well, if I have another, you know, if I have another few bad hours post-vaccine, then I'll just have some ibuprofen. But I was okay. I mean, the arm's still aching. This is Monday afternoon now, 72 hours after the uh, vaccine, and my arm is feeling very heavy. From what I know, when you have your second vaccine, you're not inclined to have a reaction. But hey, look, at least I'm halfway there, and... uh I'd never been to this uh, particular location before. I knew the road well. It is one of the ugliest roads in South London, but I'd never been to, 
you know, through this particular street, only five minutes from uh, Lidl. So I was able to uh, conflate the two, the vaccine and the German budget uh, supermarket outing. So that worked out well for me. My aunt had bought me a thermometer because she was uh, priming me for an adverse reaction, but uh, there was no way I was going to be able to uh, get there. I thought, well, I'm not going to go all the way into Stockwell when I've got you know, little just here now, five minutes from the uh, vaccination centre. So that was it. It felt fine for most of the day as it was. Uh, as I say, it wasn't until I got to bed that I started having problems. And at first I didn't really know what was going on. The nausea I just countered with some sparkling water. So, you know, long long weekend. Made sure again that I was just resting. I've been very good at switching off lately at the weekends just reading watching stuff i've been trying to catch up on the old uh, the early years of spiral i hadn't realized that series eight was the last one but it made sense because there was such an air of finality about it and the ending was relatively upbeat for spiral and i thought i'll miss these characters but it's been interesting revisiting it i'm now on series two which is when i got into it originally i did watch series one in 2005 i think I think of the hard swallow there. I think at the time I was living, uh, it was around that time I was living near Windsor and I watched it and uh, I didn't quite get into it. But I've now watched series one and I can see what was wrong with it, but I certainly enjoyed it a bit more. And I certainly like the original lead whose name is Gregory or was Gregory Rousseau, I think, something like that. He was a really good character he's in it for the first five series and I enjoyed it and I'll probably watch it I think through till maybe series four or five which is when I remember it really well but it's certainly a certainly a good show and it just keeps my mind occupied really which is uh, what I need. I'll come to uh, my reading later on. I'm, I'm reading, uh, you know, I'm still reading The Trollope, and uh, as much as I enjoy it, it's one of those classics, which is, you know, it can be real heavy going, so it's good to have a have a break from it. And uh, at the moment, just waiting for a call back from my GP. I'm going to actually have to charge my phone if you hang on with me for a second. So I've had a long morning had to go to the GP. That's the uh, appointment that's been preying on my mind for several weeks now. And let's just say he got to know me a whole lot uh, better this morning. I've just been so distracted. There was a, a couple of issues that illustrate that in the last, uh, well, less than 24 hours. Let's say a 12-hour period where my head just wasn't with anything, wasn't engaging with anything that I was meant to be doing or anything that was going on. So leaving the flat this morning, that uh, given that I don't really use the mobile for everything, given that I you know, will still write out shopping lists rather than walk around the store with my phone on, I, uh, I'd forgotten the phone. That wasn't urgent because I thought, well, when I get back indoors, I can just call my aunt and tell her how it went at the GPs. So I could deal with that. But last night, I over-medicated myself. There have been times in the last, probably since Christmas, where I've forgotten to take some of my medication in the evening for various reasons. Just genuinely forgetful and don't realise until the morning or the following evening, even when I've looked at uh, my pillbox and seen, oh, I didn't take last night's one. So what's happened in the last uh, few months is I've started keeping 
this particular box of medication by the pillbox. And when I say pillbox, I mean, you know, the the pillbox broken down into days. So you remember when you're meant to take whatever you're meant to take, p.m. and a.m., Monday to, to Sunday or Saturday, however it starts. I mean, Monday's always the first day of the week with me anyway. Then I've got my migraine pills that I have to take. And so I took my first pill, which is just one pill. Then I meant to take my migraine pills and I got the wrong box and I took two of the other pills. So basically I trebled my medication for one particular pill last night and I thought, well, is this first time it's happened? And I was thinking, might this, is this going to have an adverse reaction? Is this going to be a weekend of adverse reactions? You know, first the vaccination and now over medicating. So I just contacted my cousin's wife, the nurse, and uh, she put my mind at ease. And my doctor this morning also put my mind at ease. But what I've done now is I've just put the boxes away from the pillbox. You know, that's the system that's worked for almost three years. I don't need to uh, stray from that, you know, making too many errors right now. So right now, I just need to try and remain calm. Had to wait a while at the surgery this morning and uh, noticed a few things there today. No classic FM playing in the waiting room. Normally, they've got classic FM on, but it was just silent today. And I wonder if this was to avoid maybe the, although things are getting better, of course, but I was wondering if this was maybe to avoid the hourly grim news that we've been hearing for the last year. Maybe that's just uh, something they decided to do in the last year. And I'd only just noticed it today. But then, of course, you're thinking, well, okay, what about the privacy here? I mean, my GP, the one I've had since 2014, isn't too bad. My old GP, who I think has been sidelined now post-COVID, he's in his 70s. I think he's essentially at home now, working from home, doing, you know, as a, as, as a you know, I don't know, a, uh, whatever, but very much uh, relegated to the sidelines now. They're just keeping him busy. I think his role seems to be largely ceremonial now, although he has been the driving force of the last half century and making this um, health centre what it is today. But he's certainly way past his uh, peak years and uh, he's really loud and indiscreet. So I think when they introduced um, speakers maybe in the last 20 years and you had the radio on, I I think that was a a big step in the right direction there because the waiting room, I remember of my childhood, was also, uh, sorry, was always very, very quiet. So... I was there and for the most part I was alone in the waiting room then a couple of guys turned up and I was thinking well how much are they going to hear I could hear my GP in his surgery and it was about 15-20 minutes of waiting for him normally he has me in on time but I couldn't hear anybody else in there but I could hear him and I figured he was and rightly so as it turned out he was carrying out a phone consultation so I had to wait I tried to read uh, a bit during that time but I just wasn't really able to focus and of course you've got your mask on and now that the eyes are shot I find it very hard to read without glasses, but of course, wearing a mask, your, your glasses steam up. So that's uh, so. There's no solution basically to that. I have a real. I'm so long sighted now. You're talking about your eyes again, Dave. I am. So the the reading has become difficult when uh, when I've got the mask on, and I was also concerned about my baggy three ply mask. I think I need a double knot. I've got. 
one knot on each loop, but I think I might need to double up on the knots because it did feel very baggy and I kept pressing it against the bridge of my nose. And then I got my notebook out, you know, had a bit of a shopping list at the back, but I was trying to see, I was trying to get myself in order for when I got back to the flat and trying to, you know, try to make sure that I was as productive as possible. So I started making another list for the umpteenth time. And then I started flicking through my notebook and I can see how scarce the notebook is in terms of ideas and notes. And I think the reasons for this are twofold. Firstly, it's the first notebook of this particular type. I think it is A5, but it's not an A5 that I've bought before. And I think that's partly thrown me. And also, it's just symptomatic of when I don't feel good. You know, the ideas dry up. I'm actually having ideas, but the problem is they're audio ideas. I don't really want to do more audio stuff because it's obviously not working out. What I need to do is get on writing projects, but it's hard to get on a writing project. One, the time. Two, the situation I'm in demands instant money. And uh, three, well... What am I going to write that will have a chance of selling? It might have to be a book, another one. So it's not something that's going to happen anytime soon. And I was just flicking through this notebook and it's just really sparse. So um, obviously right now that's not... Uh, it's just telling me a lot about where I am at the moment, that lack of uh, creativity. Another thing I noted in the waiting room, the seats, they were stickered. Every three seats were stickered to denote social distancing. That wasn't something I'd noticed uh, last time that I was here. And about five minutes before my GP called me in, there was a, an elderly male came in with a mask, removed it to drink uh, from a bottle of water, started coughing, drunk more water to try and calm the cough down, coughed some more, and I was just thinking, please just stop drinking that water. Stop drinking that water. It's obviously not working out for you. I also wondered, well, it's hard to, there is that curiosity when I got the virus. You, you, you'd love to know how you got it. There were two visits in that time to the GP. I had to, I had to have uh, two blood tests across uh, eight days and I uh, just wonder because those had been actually th those were my second and third visits to the GP since the whole pandemic kicked in and you know just wonder yeah, I think on the second visit I definitely handled the door without my glove I couldn't get my glove on I could see that the uh, the nurse that did my blood test was uh, her eyes were following me as I left and I thought she's gonna see me trying to turn the door handle to her surgery with my glove just use my hand I don't know it's uh, when you think of how careful I've been of my OCDs and I still manage to get this thing I had a big hygiene fail on my way home big hygiene fail my end on the bus I was um, I checked the bus stop because I didn't have my phone with me and I checked the bus stop my bus was about eight nine minutes away so I was reading my book I topped up my oyster in the morning went into the uh, news agents across the road that used to be part of my weekends for two uh, for two whole years for the old neighbor you know over a hundred visits and uh, you know getting to know like small talk who's got quite chubby actually haven't seen him in a while but he, he I did notice last time he's put quite a bit of weight on so topped up the oyster and I was waiting for a bus back I thought prepare myself for when my bus comes have a glove on 
So, you know, it's a big book as well, this Anthony Trollope. Not an easy book to, to pack away, particularly in a bag that was already full with a couple of boxes of uh, cereal from Lidl's uh, Crownfield. And the bus came. I tapped in with my oyster, had my glove on, and then I used my bare hand, my left hand, to hoist myself up the... Um, to the upper deck and I thought what's going on here this is just pointless I've just completely undermined everything I've done I've got my glove on and my left hand was just meant for the oyster car to tap in and to hold my library book and I was meant to um, have my right gloved hand on the handrail so uh, just disorganized right now it's it's that kind of time for me right now and uh, just what is happening Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Episode 313. Do rate, review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. That is the platform that can really help this show in terms of gaining a wider audience. That is the all-important platform. Looking at the time, 15.53 hours now. Haven't heard any school kids coming out. There is a school around the corner from here. Well, there are a couple. I'm expecting that when I head out for a run after doing this that I will see school kids in the park. But... I, well, now I'm just realising that normally they're out at this time, but I haven't heard them today. Though I have seen school kids about this morning when I went uh, when I went to uh, the doctors. Do follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607WestEgg, facebook.com forward slash DRT available. You can find all this work at com. There are paypalandcoffee.com links at com. should you wish to make a one-off donation, which will get you any bonus content that week or that month. Uh, we transferred uh, to you on the same day. But most importantly, the best way to support this work, he said his voice going, the best way to support this work is via the Patreon page, of course. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. There is a Patreon bonus episode later this week, episode 314, already recorded earlier today, features the kid. I just need to edit it, done via WhatsApp, which I needed to test out for the uh, the football show. It will take uh, a few hours to edit. Just important for me to be testing how I can record via WhatsApp. The good news is it can be done, but not brilliantly. So it's going to require um, a bit of work in post-production. The throat is going again. I've become even croakier. Uh, can't even say it. I've become even croakier post-vaccine. Been sucking on Hall's uh, cough sweets the last few days. And uh, back to the kid. He was playing hard to get, but I knew if I could get him talking about his physique and his savings, which I did. It wasn't too difficult to do. I knew that if I could do that, I'd have him on long enough for a show, and that's exactly what's happened. So that will be out Thursday or Friday, episode 314, exclusive only to patrons. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. Also, do look out for the feed possibly changing this week for this show, finally. I'm having problems logging into the old podcast platform today, so I know that it is urgent that I do this now. I've asked ACAST for information on the 301 redirect. I just want to get my head around how it needs to be done without losing any reviews. And I'm hoping that they come back to me in the next day or so. They're not brilliant at the moment at coming back to you, but obviously who is at the moment given the situation, the the global situation. 
I think a, a run later on will do me good, especially as I probably overrate at lunchtime. I think that's the uh, that's the comfort eating. Saturday's calzone was uh, was brutal. Couldn't have any fruit afterwards. There was just no room for it. The running last week was really difficult. Only running, or barely running half of what I was running pre-vaccine. And uh, as I said last week, pre-vaccine, I wasn't running brilliantly anyway. But uh, a little glimmer of light on Friday where I felt better, my pace was much better, and I ran just a tiny bit further. And I thought, well, that's that's a good thing this week. That's a real positive. You know, I'm not someone that understands a lot about fitness and the way it works other than I, I'm learning that if, you, if you're not on top of it on a regular basis, then you, you lose it and you lose it very quickly. You lose your fitness far quicker than you gain it. So obviously I'm at that stage right now where it's proving very difficult to get back to where I was and I'm also concerned that because I'm someone who doesn't really understand the way a body works I don't understand the, 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 the whatever the biomechanics the science of the of the um, human body that maybe whatever discomfort I'm feeling has either been caused by all the exercise the last few years or whether it's been aggravated by the exercise we'll see maybe I'm going to aggravate it even more in an hour or so. The park's not closing now till around 18, 15 hours, but uh, I'll get out there. Hopefully it will be a bit quieter. I have noticed since I came out of my um, quarantine in that the park is busier with people, and I don't necessarily think that's down to the better weather because there have been a few chilly days. I just think that now that we have this, uh, what the government called roadmap, I just think people are almost <laughs> abandoning their discipline you can't tell them too much in advance i don't think we should have had the stages broken down because i think a lot of people take advantage and i'm seeing you know big groups in the park and you know get those heavy breathing runners they're the ones that really really annoy me and i'm just making sure that i i keep tweaking my uh my running route you know it's changed two or three chunks of the route in the last uh, this side of christmas i have changed them I'm not going through any at narrow corridors in the park if anything it's made my run a bit harder you know there's one part post uphill where because I now have a detour I'm doing another uphill chunk again and that does take it out of me when you're running on grass as well and most of my running it probably is still on grass and you're running in a park as hilly as the one I run in and uh, you know when I interview former footballers managers they always talk about how bad the pitch, the Wembley pitch was on FA Cup final day because of the weather and the grass would be longer and the pitch was bigger and it just sucks the life out of your legs. And that is what running on grass does, particularly when you're not running on a lawn. You're running on something that isn't flat. It just sucks the energy out of your legs. And uh, I'm glad that I've got the discipline to do it. I just maybe wish I had more of a, a discipline to go through the pain barrier which is maybe why, although I've been able to run, you know, 75, 80 minutes in the past year, maybe because of that lack of discipline, perhaps I've not stayed there and I've just gradually slid back down. But the important thing is at least I'm, I'm still getting out there. 
Uh, news, uh, some news. Goddaughter now has a, a boyfriend just to make me feel even older. I wish I didn't know because it really is uh, It's a cliche. Not even yesterday. It doesn't even feel like yesterday that, uh, you know, she was going around looking like the world's cutest toddler with her curls and everyone, you know, fussing over her because of her curls. It feels like this morning that everyone was fussing over her because of her curls. And here she is now, second year of uni, now has a boyfriend. When I first saw her picture with this guy, I actually thought it was her dad at first. And I told her that she she claimed it was the angle of the picture. But, uh, yeah, I found that a bit unsettling. And I also said that to my cousin. So she's at university. And I don't know how many bubbles a student can have. But I know this guy is has got some connection to her bubble or is in her bubble, though he doesn't live with the students that she lives with. But obviously, she's someone that uh, he's someone that she's met out there. And I, I don't know if he's at uni. I don't know if he's doing some teacher training or if he is a teacher. I don't know. But obviously, I'm assuming that he's now established himself in her bubble. I don't know if that would mean that someone has had to drop out to make way for him. But it did get me thinking that maybe he's someone who's made the bubble thing work for him, exploited the bubble in some respects, made it work for him. And maybe, you know, it got me thinking maybe in the late 80s and early 90s when I had no confidence with women, maybe I could have done with a pandemic back then. You know, you have a bubble, you've got fewer rivals to contend with. The late 80s, early 90s might have been a better time for me had we had a pandemic back then. Okay, I was in a fold-up bed after 89 for the next decade, and any earlier than that, I was in a marital bed with my dad for a couple of years. But, you know, I'm sure if maybe I'd made these girls laugh a bit post-89, once I was in the fold-up bed, they'd have dealt with the fold-up bed revelation. The problem was for me that around that time... Until the mid-90s, I was always knocking around with my goddaughter's dad. You know, that whole era was spent with him, and he was a serious ladies' man. No doubt we would have been in the same bubble, and with him about, I would have got absolutely nowhere, bubble or no bubble. He didn't even allow for a wingman, this guy. He was ruthless, didn't even throw you scraps. Looking back, the amount of nights out I had with him where he did me absolutely no favours at all with any women he knew was disappointing, really. If there was a friend, if there was a sister, nothing. He wouldn't connect you in any way, which is um, why there was this one time we were in an awful club in the in the West End where I never really belonged. I don't know what I was doing there, one of those awful clubs. And uh, he was wearing a new pair of trousers that he'd bought earlier that day, having forgotten to remove the price tag. And I never told him that he had the price tag on the trousers. He still got the girl that night, but I don't think it lasted too long once she saw the uh, the Mr. Buy Right price tag served him right. Uh, developments in terms of the flat with the windows and the ceiling. You know, the windows, I uh, told you, I think the seals, the draft excluders were coming off last week as they were in most of the flats here, and I need to get back to them. You know, I've blocked the building site manager's various numbers from my phone i'm tired of that guy dealing with him for the last six months he finally got me the missing keys to the windows i haven't thanked him i'm not going to thank someone who took an extra two months to get me something he said i'd have before the uh the new year you know he made me work for them and i think he was knocking on the you know knocking on the door last week 
I, I was recording at the time or editing at the time, I think. I was editing uh, last week's episode of When Shorts Were Short. I thought, I think I heard the door. What are you doing knocking on someone's door in a pandemic? Leave the keys by the door, which is what he did in the end. And, uh, you know, got an antibacterial wipe on them. I squirted them with some flash. And I thought, well, at least I've got the keys. I'm sure this guy finds me very awkward. I'm sure that he doesn't like me. But that's okay because I don't particularly like him. He's made the last six, seven months a real problem uh, for me and all this uh, all this stress has done me no favors on the ceiling these two guys i th- think no it was happening last tuesday after episode 312 they they turned up to these guys one guy he didn't have gloves on he started touching my chin up bar so i was thinking to myself okay that's got to be cleaned he then asked if he could wash oh no he was about to start washing his hands and the other more civil uh, building surveyor said, "Well, have you asked Daniel if you can do that?" And there was a there was a bar of soap there, and I just said to him, "Use the hand wash." And then what I did was I carried out a hand wash transfusion, used the uh, new hand wash that he'd used, and carefully transferred it to a near empty uh, bottle of hand wash, and got rid of the hand wash that he'd uh, touched, and just cleaned the whole bathroom. They'd gone up into the loft, and they checked under the insulation to see if it was wet and, uh, you know, the saying, well, it's dry, that's the good news, but they can clearly see there's a problem. They say if you have a damp issue, you know, it's not unusual for a damp issue for, for you know, to have water trapped somewhere for, for a year, but they say what is unusual is the length of time that's been the case here in this flat. So it's a case of uh, at some point I've got to let these guys back in to put a stain block on the ceiling, which I've already done myself and the stains came through again, but maybe this will be better stuff and I've got no choice. I've got to allow for these uh, steps to happen and then maybe, you know, have to hope that if this is finally resolved, I'm still here, you know, because it's not looking too clever on, uh, on that front. On the books, as I said earlier, uh, working my way through Phineas uh, Finn Redux, I think it's the fourth or fifth in uh, Anthony Trollope's Pallison novels. Uh, enjoying it, it is heavy going, but they are enjoyable books. But uh, you know, with uh, a lot of these uh, classics, you do think uh, you know they really. If those books had been written now, they'd be uh, much, much shorter. Let's get the weekly updates to you now. Breakfast News Toast extended its run to 13 out of 14 breakfasts. Incredible form. I can't recall a a run like it. And uh, maybe if you're a long-time listener, you'll be able to tell me, well, actually, around 2016, blah, blah, blah. But I personally don't remember a run uh, like this. And I I know what I'm doing. It's basically I've got a backlog of loaves. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so worried about getting the virus again that I'm starting to stock up. I've got about four cartons of long life milk now, which I'm only using for porridge because I really don't like the stuff in my coffee. Opening balance on the nectar points going into last week's shot was 150. Um, bought some more skin milk, four pints. Uh, bought some flash. Uh, two sachets of vegetable rice, quite pricey, 65p at Sainsbury's, 65p each. I think a little, they're about 35p each, although, you know, the the difference taste-wise will be noticeable. But I think it's just a case of getting my body used to it. You know, the thing about about shopping at these uh, budget supermarkets is you've got to brutalize your taste buds. And once you get past that, once you have brutalized those taste buds, you never go back. That's what I've done with the cereal. You know, when I wasn't well and my sister ordered me a shop from uh, Sainsbury's, she uh, included uh, 
a box of honey nut clusters, the cereals. I think these were made by Jordans. But, you know, superior to Little's Crownfields. But I'm a Crownfields guy. I have been now for years. So I just couldn't get on with the uh, better brand of honey nut clusters. I bought a couple of yogurts as well, a couple of uh, baking potatoes, uh, washing up liquid and uh, long life milk. I tried the 80p carton this week because the 55p carton isn't great. Uh, single oranges, five for one pound. If they bought a couple of um, packs of Halls, sugar-free cough sweets, partly because I like them, but also because of the throat. It's, uh, it's uh, as I say, it's a bit croaky and uh, some antibacterial wipes for a pound. Spent £17.28, worth 17 points. I haven't used any of my Nectar Point vouchers. I've been really lazy. Uh, new points balance, 167 points are worth 83 I don't think anything's going to be happening uh, before the summer there. Let's give you some Star Wars football results, really trying to salvage this uh, COVID and building work infected Silver Age Season 5 fixtures. Quite a few games uh, last week to bring to you. Um, it's League Week 9. That was uh, last Monday after I recorded show 3-1-2. Rebels beat Alderaan 1-0. Their second successive 1-0 win over Alderaan. They knocked Alderaan, remember, out of the FA Cup a couple of weeks ago. And it was Scout Trooper scored for the third consecutive game, playing in a more advanced role now. Uh, he scored uh, three minutes before half time. And of course, Alderaan now have former, sorry, Rebels have uh, a midfield now comprised entirely of Alderaan's championship winning midfield in Endor Solo and R5D for the, uh, the droid. Last Tuesday, I get all excited. Uh, last Tuesday, 2nd of March, uh, League Week 9. Top of the table, Clash, Tatooine 3, Death Star 2. Tatooine complete the uh, double over Death Star. And uh, I think Death Star had come back each time, but Tatooine got a late winner, uh, Jedi Luke. Two goals for him to down uh, an unconvincing Death Star. So uh, look at this. I've got all these wrong. League Week 9 table, and I've got every team down as having played nine games and I also noticed that I actually had Tatooine with one point less than they actually have. This is it. I'm just very unfocused now. But the positions are uh, Death Star remain at the top, 15 points, goal difference plus five. Empire, everybody's played nine games, basically. Empire on 14 points uh, plus six, goal difference. Tatooine, the defending champions, move into third place as well. Uh, they're on plus two, also on 14 points. Besbin have been dropping points, uh, conceding a lot of goals this season. Uh, they're on 12 points in fourth place. Hoth also on 12 points, also uh, plus two goal difference, but they've scored less goals, eight and conceded six to Besbin's 14 and 12 conceded. Rebels move into sixth place on nine points, minus five goal difference. Order on drop to seventh on eight points, minus three. And X-Wing back at the bottom after a difficult start this season, uh, despite their advance in uh, very deep in several cup competitions. Their league form, they are paying the price for a bad start. They, uh, last week's uh, defeat, I forget who they lost to. I'll have to check. Um, yeah, completely forgotten now. So... Actually, no, they lost to Hoth, didn't they? 1-0 to Hoth. And uh, that was their second defeat in 11 games. So their form post-Christmas has been really good. Meantime, the Europa League kicked off on the 4th of March. And I'll bring you the results. Uh, Cloud City nil, Hoth nil. Hoth uh, among the favourites for this. this. These are the quarterfinal uh, first legs. Uh, Umbara nil, Naboo 1. 
Naboo, former Champions League team in Silver Age season three and four, didn't do well in the Champions League, but that was a good win for them in the Europa League. Maybe that's their level. Fifth uh, of March, Starkiller base nil, Acto nil, and uh, in a thrilling game. Uh, when was the sixth? That was Saturday. Mos Eisley two, Agamar two. So that's uh, that competition's really got off to a good start. And let me bring you. Okay, those are the champions. Uh, sorry, coming up to the Champions League now. Quarter final, first legs. Endor and Mandalay. Endor, remember, finished second, surprisingly, in their group after losing at home to Alderaan. They were a goal down against Mandalore, who'd had their goalkeeper sent off and almost hung on for an incredible win. Mandalore looking so impressive and still unbeaten in this season's Champions League after five games, but uh, late equaliser two minutes from time for, uh, from even TIE Fighter got Endor back in the game, but Mandalore in control with that away goal. Meantime, Tatooine, also defending European champions. Remember, they won the treble last year. Tatooine uh, were a goal down to Cantonica, and uh, equalise with less than uh, four minutes to go again through Jedi Luke. But Cantonica showing that they really do belong at this level. Their away form hasn't been great, but with that 1-1 draw, they showed they are getting to grips with the Champions League. Let me just tell you what the next Champions League games are. It's a Death X-Wing, no, Death Star versus X-Wing, an all-domestic clash. That's later tonight. And EOS Prime, last season's Europa League winners, uh, they're up against uh, Alderaan in the other tie. So I'll bring you those uh, those results next week. And that is it. That is the end of today's show. Please don't forget, patrons or wannabe patrons, episode 314, exclusive to Patreon supporters. That's out on Friday at the latest this week, episode 314 with the kid, patreon.com forward slash DRT available. And it is now time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and this start of the week, I have been available. <laughs> <laughs>